Nedarim, Perik Yud Aleph, Mishnah Dalad, 11.4. This is a great Mishnah. It's got a little bit of um, lambdas that's built on itself throughout the Mishnah, if you don't understand it properly. Um, so you got to pay attention here, but it's not too hard. It just requires paying attention. So here we go. The Mishnah starts out by saying, Konam she'eni osal pi abba. If a, a woman, a wife, makes a nether, where she intends to restrict her ma'asiyadah, her output, her production, what she makes with her hands, um, from benefiting her father, or val pi avicha, val pi achi, val pi achicha. Um, similarly, if she tries to restrict um, her output, her ma'asiyadah, her what she makes with her hands from her father-in-law, or her brother, or her brother-in-law. In all those cases, says the Mishnah, eno yachol lehafer, the husband is not capable, he's not authorized and able to cancel her nadarm because Aneta that goes against her father, etc., um, doesn't fall into the category of Inu Nefesh. She's not suffering. When she says, you know, she says, my, what I produce, like my the scrambled eggs I'm making um, for breakfast later today, they're forbidden to my father. So that, of course, isn't her suffering, it's her father's suffering. And similarly, it is not Beno um, Levena, it's not between her and her husband, it's against her and her father, her father-in-law, whatever it is, and therefore, says the Mishnah, she's not able to, sorry, he is not able to cancel such a nether. Now, we had started asking some questions, and that'll happen a few times in this Mishnah to make sense of it. Each time we're sort of building up a larger, larger, more complex um, edifice here of, of, of lambdas, of logic. The first question to ask is, wait a second. How could it be that she forbids the scrambled eggs to her father if she hasn't made the scrambled eggs? The normal rule is that you can't make a, you can't be maktish adavar shalom bololam. You can't consecrate something which hasn't yet come into existence, and the darim derive their iser capacity from the ability for a person to be maktish. So therefore, a nether also can't go into something which is not yet extant; it hasn't come into the world. So how could it be that she's restricting scrambled eggs to her father if there's no scrambled eggs yet, period, in existence? So the answer is, when she takes this nether, what she has to be doing is taking it against, um, like, her hands and their output. She's saying something like, Konamasa yadai, the production of my hands shall be forbidden as a korban, she'eni osa alpi abba, that I won't do that which benefits my Father. Well, P. Abba sounds like it's based on his instruction, but it means even things that would go into his mouth, uh, or more generally things he'd benefit from for the sake of my father. Um, and that being the case, so she's making a netter against the scrambled eggs that she'd make um, for breakfast later today, um, because she's saying, Konamase Yadai, my hands output shall be forbidden to him, including the scrambled eggs. And since her hands do exist, she's saying that the output of her hands is restricted. And that can work. The same way I could say, you know, my goat is forbidden to benefit my father. And of course, the milk that comes from the goat is forbidden. Or my kitchen's forbidden to my father. So, of course, the eggs cooked in the kitchen are forbidden. Um, so, she says, my hands are forbidden. It means the output of her hands, masiyadai. So, therefore, um, the output of her hands, even if we're talking about the, the scrambled eggs, they'll make later on today or tomorrow or next year. That's step one. So, therefore, let's just learn it now. She's explicit. That's a discussion, but let's assume she's explicit. She either says it explicitly or she means it. Her hands output, and therefore her hands exist, and therefore it could restrict. And therefore the point of the mission is that neither is effective on all things she subsequently produces, um, and her husband can do nothing about it because it doesn't fall into the category of Inunefish or Benola Vena.
as a side point, um, if it would, then it would. In other words, if it would jeopardize the relationship between him and her based on what she's doing to her father-in-law, that would change things. But the Mishnah is not considering that. Let's put that aside and assume it, it isn't. The, the nether isn't undermining their relationship. Part two of the Mishnah. What happens if instead of directing her nether against her father or father-in-law, she does it against her husband? She says, She'eni osal picha, which means something like, again, kona mase yadai, that which will be produced by my hands, is um, forbidden. She'eni osa al picha, that will not go according to your wishes or into your mouth, and head of your way, none of that. It's all forbidden to you. Any, so then, says the Mishnah, Eino tzarich lahafer. There's no need, says the Tanakama, to even cancel that nether. The nether isn't going to restrict the husband from getting his scrambled eggs. Why? Because already the Chachamim, Chazal, instituted that the Masiyadah of a wife, her output, what she brews with her hands, already is a contribution that goes to the home economics, that's part of the family budget, that's part of um, something that the, the husband has a demand on. He has a like a encumbrance on her output. He oh, like he has like a, has like a right to it, like a lien on it because that's a quid pro quo that's an exchange for Chazal enacting that he has to provide for all her mazonos he has to take care of her financially provide for all her needs and the deal is he has to take care of her financially but she has to pull her weight to the extent that she's able to and she has to also produce for the family and what she produces belongs to the family i.e. to him the husband and in fact, if you learn Masech's Ksubas, which we learned in the previous Masechta, the, the Mishnah is actually quite explicit on exactly what she's expected to produce and actually like enumerates you know, the uh, amount of weight of twine she has to spin from the, you know, from the wool and so on and so forth. So it's very explicit. She has an expectation which she's meant to produce, and that production belongs to him. And that being the case, since Masiyadah, her output, literally the output of her hands, belongs to her husband. He has a lean on it anyways. Um, he has a claim on it. So therefore, there's no way she can now say, my output's forbidden to my husband because already he had a claim on it. Fine. And therefore, no need for him to cancel. Now, question number two in terms of lambdas. You would ask the question, if I, let's say, for example, I owned a cow, and there's a creditor who has a lien on that cow. I use it as collateral to make a loan or something like that. And now he is going to, he would on it, he maybe would want to come collect that cow. But before he does, the creditor does, I'm maktish that cow. I consecrate the cow and give it to the base of Mikdush. So the din is that hektesh is chal. That's effective. The cow is consecrated, even though someone else has a lien on it, since currently it's my cow. A person is certainly not able to consecrate that which isn't his, but since the cow is currently mine, I could consecrate it, even though someone has a lien on it. And the poor creditor will have to figure out where to get his you know, money from somewhere else, because now this belongs to the base of Mikdash. Given that that's the case, so why should it be that a woman can't make the output of her hands forbidden to her husband, like a nether, kind of like the cow, and even if it's true that the husband has some kind of claim, lean, whatever, on her hands, her masiyadeh, but so what? The same way the owner of the cow can be makdish the cow, even though someone else has a lean on the cow. Why can't she be creates a iser like a, like a korban through hectares like a korban on her hands the output of her hands even though her husband has some kind of like lean on them so the answer is that makes sense and he should it should be true 
that she should be able to do so. The problem is that, um, when, not the problem, but the answer is, when the rabbis, the chazal, said that Masiadeha belonged to her husband, they also enacted, as part of their their ruling, that Neder, none of the shenanigans with Nadarim to stop her husband from getting output. They said, no, if she make a Neder to try to undermine her husband, to make Masiadeha forbidden to make a Korban, they said, no, nothing doing, it's not effective. That in the case, no need to cancel the nether, because anyways, it's not going to be effective. That's Tanakamashita. Now, Rebbe Kiva disagrees, because he holds something different. Rebbe Kiva says, Rebbe Kiva Omer, yafer. No, he better cancel it, says Rebbe Kiva. Because Shemet Ta'adif Alav Yosem in Haroilo. Because maybe her output of her hands will exceed that which her husband has a claim on. Meaning, as I referenced before, in Meseches Ksubos, we enumerate exactly what a woman is intended to produce. And therefore, Bikiva holds, if she meets those expectations, and she exceeds them, meaning she sort of, you know, she, she burns the midnight oil, and at night she spins extra twine, and she intends to sell that twine in the, in the, in the market, and to sort of pocket her profit as her own pocket money. So, says Rebekiva, she's allowed to do so if she exceeds the expectations that are demanded upon her. So then, the excess output belongs to her. And therefore, Rebekiva holds that he better, the husband better cancel that nether because if she would produce more than is demanded of her, that extra output belongs to her. And that money could end up, I don't know what, making the scrambled eggs. That would be forbidden to him. Now, we have a third shita, the shita of Rabbi Yochanan Ben-Nuri, who says, Yafer, he says, she better, excuse me, he better cancel that neder. Why? Not because Rabbi Yochan agrees with Rabbi Kiva that if she exceeds her expectations, the extra output belongs to her. No. According to Rabbi it's not true. He agrees with Tanakama. Even if she would exceed her expected output requirements, demands, expectations, it doesn't matter. That extra output also belongs to the husband as part of the family's budget. And that being the case, there'd be no need to have concern that, as Rabbi Kiva expressed it. However, there's a different concern. Rabbi Yochmanuri says he better, Yafer, he better cancel her neder, because Shemi Yagrashena, because maybe later on, he will divorce this woman, and then the neder will that was sort of held in suspense will kick in. V'teheya surah love, she'll become forbidden to him, she'll never be able to remarry him, because now she has a netter in effect, which says her masiyadah can't benefit him, and you can't marry a wife like that, and therefore, they can't get remarried. So this is a real Manuri, since the netter will be held, will be effective, just sort of held in abeyance, uh, it would kick in upon divorce, therefore, he better proactively cancel it now, lest he gets messed up later in the future. Now, this is a little peculiar. You have to ask a question. Wait a second. What, what is this, what's the nature of his nether? We're saying the nether is not effective now, but in, when magically it'll like re-emerge in the event of a divorce? How's this supposed to work? So the answer is, certainly the nether either is effective now or not effective at all. You can't have a nether that like doesn't take effect, but somehow magically is born You know, years later when divorce happens. What has to be happening here, says Yochum Anuri, is that the neder is essentially effective because her hands are around. She's taking a neder against her output of her hands. And according to many, this will be the halacha, like Rabbi Manuri, and many hold she has to be explicit and mention her hands, um, but not all. So anyways, the point is either way, 
she is restricting um, her output to her husband. And although right now there's a din because the Chacham who said that Masyadeh belongs to her husband, so the rabbis are saying no shenanigans with Nadarim and they can't, he, she can't mess him up and therefore the netter won't um, restrict him from getting benefit. According to Yochman Nuri, the netter is effective. It's just like put on hold temporarily. It's in the abeyance. It's effective. It, 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 it's just the nature of rabbinic enactment was that it shouldn't take effect while they're married because it would mess them up and mess him up. But in the event that he divorced her, so then that falls away, and therefore the nether that she made that kicks in. Not so unlike the way a beno levina nether, if he cancels it, it's only canceled while they're married, and then sort of it's held in abeyance until they get divorced or he dies, in which case it kicks in again. So so too, over here, um, the nether that she took against him benefiting from her hands only is held, you know, is only held in abeyance while they're married. Should he get divorced from her, it'll kick in, and then he can't remarry her. And that'll be the din. The din will be like a Menorah, like I said, that um, he, that the nether will be chal and effective in the event they get divorced, so he better cancel it now so that can't happen.